Hello everyone, and welcome to Chills, a podcast where we talk about the paranormal, true crime, conspiracies, and anything creepy. I'm your host, Preston. And I'm Nina. This week is our first listener story episode. Thank you everyone for writing in. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Chills. Before we start, I want to thank my family. All these stories are from them, so thank y'all so much. The first story is from my best friend, Anae Gomez. We have been best friends since we were babies, so I consider her my family. So she writes, Hello Nina and Preston. I love your podcast. I especially love the story of the Lechuza. It is refreshing to hear about Mexican ghost stories since our culture is full of interesting folklore and many haunting legends. To jump right in, one summer evening, my family and I headed down to the cemetery to leave flowers for my aunt who passed away 10 years ago. I met my family there and we drove in separate cars. We gathered around where my aunt was buried and laid down flowers. It was surprisingly a beautiful day, despite the Texas heat. If you have ever been to Texas, you know our summer sunsets are beautiful. It felt kind of eerie as well, with the pink and purples of the sky and the fact that we were at a cemetery. The scorching sun had finally said goodbye for the day, so we decided to leave. Since I was in my own car, my sisters left with me in the Jeep. My parents took their own car. When we got home and my dad saw my sisters getting out of the car, he immediately told my sister, I thought you were in the back seat with us. When he realized that my sister was with me the entire time, he got really scared. He mentioned to us that there was someone in the back seat with him as he headed towards the exit of the cemetery. He told us that he had looked up and saw someone in his rearview mirror. He didn't think much of it since he figured it was one of my sisters in the car. He said he couldn't exactly see who it was since it was already dark. He didn't recall if the person was in the back seat the entire time or only at the cemetery. I have never seen my dad this afraid before. He doesn't like to talk about spooky stuff and always tries to find a logical explanation for stuff like this. To this day, when we talk about the story, he claims that we were pranking him, and he swears that my sister was the one in the back seat. He would rather believe that it was just one of us. I just don't have the heart to tell him that it was a ghost trying to leave the cemetery grounds. So next time when you drive alone in the dark, Make sure no one is tagging along for a spooky ride. And she writes, Keep up the great work. Y'all's podcast is amazing. I look forward to every Monday to listen to it. I have a lot of paranormal experiences and I can't wait for you all to listen to them. Well, Anai, I can't wait for you to send the rest of your stories in. And thank you for the story. It was definitely creepy.
This next story is from Nina's cousin, Emily. Hi, Emily. Back in the late 90s and early 2000s, I had a dream where witches commanded an attack on my then Walitha's house where my cousins and myself would come over and stay for the day and sometimes stay the night as one does. I never have written about this dream, only talked about it to a couple of people as my weird thing that happened once. The thing is, I've had this dream more than once. This dream, it was not just mine. At the time, my cousin was so young, she told me the dream, and I was floored. That's when Nina also told me she had the same dream, but they were from different points of view. Before we jump into this, some background on the house. The house sits in a small street where the house is surrounded on the side and back is covered by a thicket of trees and shrubbery. The house itself is white with steps, leading into a cage-like front porch and bars on the windows of the home. The house has a decently sized yard and a carport, and a white slash gray gravel driveway leading up to the back chain link fence. From the back of the house, there are stairs that lead to a back porch and to the back room of the house. There's another door leading outside from the main bedroom, but no one ever uses it. The dream would begin as we sat in my aunt's room talking and watching a movie as always. We would look out the window where these black bars were and we would see something moving. Grabbing our attention, we would stare curiously, not realizing we had to hide. This power would rip the bars off the window, pulling the window and partial siding off the house. There were three witches. I would run down an exaggerated version of the hallway. Right as I would finally reach the living room, Nina was behind me trying the other door as my younger cousin ran to my grandma's room trying to access the other door. A flood of these energy balls would come down from above in the hallway. Imagine if Scarlet Witch decided to go ham into making it rain. We ran as quickly as we could. Finally making it to the living room, we stopped to catch our breath. Nina took a left and ran into the kitchen. I yelled for her to be careful, seeing something strange in the backyard, seeing orange as the giant tree swayed unnaturally. Turning to my own task, I could see through the curtain the witch was taunting me as she went further into the air on her broom. Looking at the gravel driveway, I see a sea of cars and trucks. I have a way out. Running to the front door, I managed to unlock it as the roof is ripped up slowly. Finally, escaping as I get to the cage-like door attached to the porch of the house. I struggled with it as I see my cousin running from the side of the house. The witch, enjoying scaring us, began to circle the front lawn as I managed to swing on the door of the house, opening it as Nina ran out the front yard. The dream ends as we run to the gravel. I can't remember much else other than waking up. Even though I've had this dream multiple times, it barely changes, and I always wake up as we approach the driveway. Recently, I asked if anyone remembers this strange occurrence. My younger cousin said no. Of course, she was so young at the time. Nina only vaguely remembered, but still all three of us having the same dream. I would not consider this paranormal, but rather kind of weird. So as Emily said, I only vaguely remember this dream. I do remember that we were watching a movie when something caught our eye. Looking out the window, we saw witches coming straight for us. And these were the classic type of witches you see in movies. I remember trying to escape. Oh no, my computer! 
<laughs> Sorry. Way to go, Elias. <clears throat> I remember trying to escape, but that's basically it. And I remember waking up that morning and then hearing basically my cousins talking about the dream. And I was just like, and then this happened. And then they're like, yeah. And I was just like, what the heck? Like literally three different points of views. We all had the same dream. That was just the craziest thing to me. Growing up, Emily and I were very close, always having sleepovers and basically living at each other's houses during the summer. Emily has been there since my paranormal experiences have started. Nothing really would happen when she was around, which is why I would always ask her to stay the night, besides wanting to spend time with her, of course. But it was strange because I knew if she was there, nothing supernatural would happen. She was also the first person I would text when I would encounter something paranormal. So I'm going to tell you about an experience that happened to me that I had completely forgotten about until she reminded me about it. That's when the memories came flooding back. She even has screenshots of the message to prove it. I might post it on the Chills podcast Instagram so y'all are able to see it. I was 18 at the time so my texting was embarrassing. It was like those weird abbreviations, like instead of writing out the word because, I wrote B-C-U-Z. Ugh. Anyways, it was late one night and I was laying in bed, but I couldn't fall asleep. That's like all my stories. I can't sleep at night. The exact date was October 20th, 2012. I texted Emily asking if she was awake. Thankfully, she was. She always stayed up pretty late. So the reason I sent her a text was because, like I said, I was in bed trying to sleep when all of a sudden I heard a little chime come from the other side of my room. It sounded like my jewelry box that I have of the Little Mermaid. This jewelry box, there was a little knob located on the bottom of the music box. You would have to turn it to wind it up, and when you opened the box, it would play Part of Your World, and it had Ariel in the center on a spring and she would spin. So I heard what sounded like part of your world, but it lasted like two seconds. So I didn't give it much thought until a couple seconds later, I heard it again. This time it played the whole song. I was terrified. This is when I quickly texted Emily. When I would encounter something like that, I would always try and think of something else, something to distract me. After that day, the music box has never played on its own. This next story is from Nina's brother Dietz, also known as Dito. It was a Friday night. I went over to hang out with Nina and Preston. I had just arrived and Preston had gotten there a little after I did. We ordered food and had planned to watch a movie. We were in the living room and I was sharing a beanbag chair with Preston while Nina sat by herself on the other beanbag. The beanbag chair I was in was big enough to fit three people comfortably. Nina fell asleep during the movie like she always does. Yep, that's me. It was around 2am when Preston decided he was going to head home. He lives 15 minutes away so it's not a big deal. Before he leaves, he helps me carry the beanbag chair into my sister Steph's office, since that's where I'll be sleeping for the night. I was laying in the beanbag chair trying to fall asleep, but I couldn't. I usually fall asleep late, so I just wasn't tired. I decided to play Animal Crossing on my Switch. 
I was facing the office door and I was able to see outside into the entryway. The office has French doors with a bunch of small windows that make up one big window. It was around Christmas time, so the glow of the lights from the Christmas tree were illuminating the living room. There were also garlands with lights on them in the entryway as decoration. The Christmas lights and decorations gave off a warm orangey glow which was comforting. As I'm playing Animal Crossing, Steph's monitor turns on, like if someone was to move the mouse or if there was an update waiting to be installed. I was nowhere near the computer, so I sent a message to my sisters, Nina and Steph, asking if it usually does that. But I got no response from them. I thought it was weird, but brushed it off. This is when I see a bright white light outside the door. I look up to see what it was, thinking someone was awake. That's when I see what appeared to be a little boy. He was walking past my door with his hand up, as if he was holding someone's hand. He was a glowing white transparent light. And as he walked past the office, he disappeared. He walked in the direction of the front door as if he was leaving the house. Or maybe into Nina's room since her room is right next door. Either way, I was so freaked out and it was hard for me to fall back asleep because I felt like I was being watched. This next story is from Nina's sister, Stephanie. Story time. I went to an all-girls Catholic school during high school. Every year we went on a bonding trip, usually to some wooded retreat center with cabins that would fit a whole class. I was used to our retreats since I've been on a couple during middle school, not to mention the retreat we went on during my freshman year. We would usually spend a weekend there and then go back to school on Sunday or Monday to go back home. The cabins couldn't fit all of my class, so they split us up. Once I figured out which cabin I had been assigned to, I met up with my friends to see if any of them were in my cabin. Luckily, my best friend was also in the cabin, so we decided to stick together. We arrived, and it was like every other retreat center. Wooded area surrounding some cabins with the main hall and cafeteria right at the center. The counselors gave us a quick tour of the grounds and then led us to the designated cabins. Once we were inside our cabins, we got to choose our bunk beds. My best friend and I chose a bunk bed close to the bathroom and the exit sign. One night my friend was having a rough time because of a guy she had been talking to. It was after lights out, so we weren't supposed to be awake, but my friend really needed to vent, so we ended up going to the bathroom in the dark. I didn't really think about it since she was upset, and I was mainly focused on trying to cheer her up. She was crying a bit, so I sat her down on the counter by the sink. It was pitch black in there except for the glow of the exit sign. I could barely see her face, even though she was right in front of me. While we were talking, I hear a girl ask, Is she okay? I turn towards the voice and see a girl standing in the doorway of the bathroom, with pigtails in her hair. I told her she was okay, she just needed to vent, but she was fine. And then my friend turned and thanked her for her concern as she reassures her she was fine. We were about to go to bed anyway. We couldn't see her face, we only saw her silhouette 
I looked away and then looked back at the doorway and the girl was gone. My friend then asked me where the girl went. I say I wasn't paying attention and I couldn't really see anyway. My friend gets off the sink and says we should go to bed. We leave the bathroom and look at the bunks to see if anyone was awake. We only found three girls who were still awake and were huddled together talking to each other. We asked if any of them went into the bathroom, but they told us we were the only girls they saw go in or out of the bathroom. We started to freak out a little and said we saw and talked to a girl in the bathroom. We told them what happened and they asked us to describe the girl. We told them that she had pigtails, but we didn't know who she was and we couldn't give any more details since we didn't recognize her voice and we hadn't seen her face. Our classmates looked puzzled and told us that they didn't see anyone go in the bathroom, just us. Another thing to mention, none of the girls we talked to had pigtails. My friend and I thought this was weird but dismissed it. I thought the girl had probably just laid down and started to go to sleep already. That's why we didn't see her. I thought it was a lot to have done in a short amount of time, but I couldn't think of any other explanation. That night, I had a horrible dream. I dreamt I was awake in bed and saw the glow of the exit sign, but then this black thing was on top of me. I felt it grab both my arms and shake me violently. It was tossing me up and down on the bed as if to wake me up. I couldn't see its face. It was just a black and hazy thing, but I could feel its hands on my arms just grabbing me. Suddenly, I woke up. I sat straight up in bed. I was out of breath, but looked all around me to see if anyone was awake. Everyone was asleep. I looked down to see if maybe my friend was awake, but I couldn't get a good angle to see her bed. I laid back down, but I was so scared to go back to sleep and have that dream. I ended up putting in some headphones and listening to music on my phone to try to go back to sleep. The next day, I didn't say anything about my dream to my friends. I was too freaked out to talk about it. I honestly was just so relieved to wake up and see the light of day and everyone else awake too. We got ready and went to the cafeteria for breakfast. I ended up wearing a retreat shirt that covered most of my upper arms. At breakfast, we met up with our other friends and started talking about our night. We mentioned that weird meeting with the girl, but we just wanted to find her to reassure her that everything was okay. After breakfast, we started walking towards the multi-purpose building to figure out what our teachers had planned. On our way over, we started talking about boxing or something, and my friend lightly punches my arm. It really hurt. When I yelled out, she tells me, Aw, oh, come on, I didn't even hit you that hard. Honestly, she didn't, but man, it hurt. I said I'm not sure why it hurt so much. I lifted up my sleeve to see where she punched me, and I see a hand-shaped bruise on my arm. I immediately feel this dread wash over me. I slowly lift up the sleeve on my other arm and 
I see another hand-shaped bruise. Anyways, I love y'all's podcast. Y'all literally make my day. Aw, thank you, Steph. That was really sweet. that concludes this week's episode of chills thanks for listening everyone be sure to follow us on instagram at chills podcast np you can listen to us on spotify apple music or anywhere you get your podcasts be sure to leave a review if you enjoyed our podcast thank you for listening everyone join us next week for our paranormal episode see you next week bye